0: Gospel of Luke chapter 2 and verse 41 Amen amen Excited to delve into
1: this and um Luke chapter 2 and verse 41 Now, his
0: parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinfolk. Aren't you thankful for a little southern vernacular in the Bible? He made that for us right there, kinfolk. Come on, somebody. Saw them among their kinfolk and acquaintance, and when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers, And when they saw him, they were amazed, and his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me, wist ye not I must be about my father's business? Uh, Verse 50, last scripture, And they understood not the saying which he spake unto them. Uh, I want to preach on that subject uh, when they lost Uh, Jesus, I want to preach on that subject, lost promises. Lost promises. Why don't you lay your Bibles down and just clap your hands to the Lord. (laughs) Praise God. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated in the presence
1: of the Lord. Lost promises. Y'all are so hungry. Y'all just draw the word of God out of me. I'm telling you what, I just
0: just feel like preaching up here. And y'all look like, well, that's what you're here for. Praise God. I mean, what else are you going to do? Amen. <laughs> Don't have a choice, do I? Just lost promises. Um,
1: Mary has a very interesting life in Scripture, a very unique
0: life, which I believe is an understatement,
1: because she lived a
0: life that can never be duplicated. No one's child is going to grow up saying, I want to be like Mary when I... Stop it, hush.
1: she blazed the trail that no one could follow. She was pregnant with something, not something that's once in a
0: lifetime, but something once in time.
1: Something that no one could ever be trusted with again. Mary had a very significant life and she, her life really
0: put a lot of people in a difficult situation trying to process her life uh, because Ecclesiastes says that there's nothing new under
1: the sun. And that's, that's some people's favorite scripture is the language of the comfortable. Anytime you try to
0: take them to another level, there's nothing new under the sun. I I remind you that that scripture was written before the virgin birth. And, And the virgin birth had never happened before and can never happen again. Mary said, how can this be, seeing I know not a man? The angel said, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. There's nothing new under the sun until the spirit gets involved. And when the spirit gets involved, it has the ability to create new events things that have never happened before so I don't care if it never happened if revival never happened in, in Dothan but, but, but when the spirit gets involved he is able to bring a revival here that nobody's ever seen before he is able to open doors that have never been opened before he is able to loose the miraculous in ways that have never been loosed before when the spirit gets involved nothing new under the sun until the spirit gets involved. Mary is pregnant with something that, that she can't even herself explain. And when God puts a promise in your womb that nobody understands, the first thing that they're going to question is whether it's legitimate. They look at Mary like, say, say again, yeah, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pregnant by God. Somebody come get this girl. Somebody come get that. I think I'm, think I'm a fool. And they question whether it's legitimate because they never encountered a prophetic promise like that. God put something in your womb that nobody understands. They question whether it's legitimate. They wonder, there must be some sin somewhere. Hold on. They're singing Two Anointed in Dothan. Uh, What's going on there? They built a new building. What's going on there? Uh, i never seen it like that in this part of Alabama. Uh, i never seen God open up the doors of revival like that. Something's off, uh, and they cannot figure it out in the flesh. Uh, somewhere they have to get in the spirit uh, and hear the whisper of the Messiah uh, that says, I am doing something in this church uh, that I've never done before. Uh, I am bringing them to a level uh, that they've never gone to before. Uh, I am using their young people in a way I've never used them before. It's, it's a... She said, "How can this be seeing, I know not a man, that you're going to have a baby? How can this be seeing I know not a man?" The Holy Ghost shall come upon you. The power of the highest shall overshadow you. She doesn't understand it yet. Her words are,
1: be it unto me.
0: According to that word. You can receive in your spirit what your mind can't comprehend. Oh, yeah, you're going to throw me out of here tonight. Somebody about to come and tackle me up here. Uh, You can receive in your spirit what your mind can't fully comprehend. Paul said that God wants to sanctify you wholly through your spirit, soul, and body. Not body, soul, and spirit.
1: When God gives you a word, it comes into your spirit. And when it gets into the
0: spirit, that's why we have singing before the preaching. Because the singing opens up your spirit. So when the word comes forth, there's a seed that comes into your spirit. Once it gets in your spirit, over time, it begins to persuade the soul. The soul is the mind, the will, and the emotions. But it gets in your spirit first. Then it persuades the mind, the will, and the emotions. And then it manifests in action out of your body.
1: But some of us, before we receive a word,
0: we got to figure it out first. You get it? Okay, God, I need step one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, A to Z. If you don't show me that, God, I ain't taking that first step. But but many of us abort the promise because we don't understand how it could happen. God gives you a word that your backslidden sibling's coming home. And right now, they're addicted and they are depressed and they had not been in church in 12 years uh, or a decade if you try to mentally think about it you're going to get more discouraged Uh, but if you will just say be it unto me uh, according to thy word uh, over time uh, it'll nestle there for a while uh, and god will persuade the mind that what he said it shall come to pass She said, I don't understand it. Be it unto me according to thy word. This is impossible. This is crazy. But you know what? I feel a connection in my spirit. Come on, somebody. You ever felt a witness in the spirit? And if you kept thinking about it, you just get more discouraged. You say, you know what? I'm just going to trust you, Lord. I don't know how you're going to use me with all that I've been through. I don't know how you're going to use my family after all the mistakes that we've made. But you know what? I'm just going to Fess it up uh, and say, be it unto me uh, according to thy word. Uh, I'm so glad that Abraham didn't try to figure it out uh, before he started walking with God. Uh, He just believed the Lord. uh, And when he believed the Lord, God imparted, imputed uh, righteousness unto him. Uh, God just wants you to believe it. Uh, Leave leave the figuring out up to him. uh, But you just got to say yes. She gets the promise. She gets a promise of what's going to happen. And when she gets this promise of what's going to happen, all of a sudden, uh, confirmations start showing up everywhere. Uh, Isn't it amazing when God gives you a promise? Uh, Confirmations just start showing up everywhere. Uh, You see somebody in the store and they're like, hold on, there's something different about you. Uh, God is going to, they don't even know you, but all of a sudden confirmations uh, start coming up out of nowhere. Uh, You go in your workplace, hey, uh, uh, let me tell you what's going to happen in your life. They don't even realize you just gave it to God and you just said yes but confirmation starts showing up after the promise. She gets the promise from God and confirmation starts showing up. Joseph starts having dreams. All of a sudden now Joseph has dreams and not only dreams. Now the wise men come from the east. The wise men come from the east to worship the baby. The shepherds come and give frankincense and myrrh Anna, the prophetess, she says, this is him. This is who we've been waiting for. Simeon in the temple says, this is him. This is who we've been waiting for. Confirmations just start showing up out of nowhere. Isn't it amazing after you leave an altar call just like this, and you leave and go home, people start posting stuff on social media. Come on, somebody. It confirms everything that God has already put in your bosom. All of a sudden, you start getting messages from backslidden relatives saying I'm wanting to come back to God. God's been dealing with me. There's these confirmations that keep you going and keep keep you excited because you understand you got a word from the Lord. She got this word from God, and this word has stirred up the heavens. The heavens are crying out. This is this is the one, and and hell is agitated now. Now King Herod wants to kill all the babies under two and ain't even done anything yet. It's in his infant stage, but hell is so afraid it's trying to destroy him in infancy. And All this activity was happening after she got the promise. Two years, day after day, they have to flee to Egypt. They have to flee. They have to go find a place in Nazareth time after time. Confirmation after confirmation keeps on showing up for two years. But the next time we hear of Jesus is in the text that I read to you. And he's 12 years old.
1: Mm. Ten years of silence. Ten years, no angel shows up. No shepherds show up. Come on, somebody.
0: No confirmation show up. No demonic activities. Ten
1: years of silence. And when God's been silent for a decade,
0: come on, somebody, you start getting discouraged. You wonder if you really even heard from God. Maybe it was just my emotions. Maybe it was just me. Maybe it was just the altar call. I got a little excited. Maybe it's just me for 10 years. You don't even want to believe in the promise no more. People start asking, hey, you still believe in that? You're like, you know, I was young. I, <laughs> I was young. I just, it's almost embarrassing to still believe it. Come on. Because there's no evidence for 10 years.
1: People start talking about the promise from the pulpit. You don't even want to hear it.
0: Come on now.
1: You're tired of
0: hearing that you got a ministry. Come on, somebody. You're tired of hearing that they're coming home. You're tired of hearing that transformation's coming. Ten years, no evidence. Silence. And for ten years, they're looking at Jesus
1: waiting for any evidence of the promise. But Jesus is looking just like the other kids. His nose is running just like the other kids. He's falling and
0: scraping his knee just like the other kids. And Mary's like, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me show This is God in the flesh. Watch. I'm going to do a race. Go ahead. Race him, Jesus. On the mark, set, go.
1: Here comes Jesus. Coming in last place. <laughs> Looks normal. Come on, somebody.
0: When this is God in the flesh, when, she, when he, he was born, they were expecting to come out the
1: womb saying, Here, is Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. But you know what he comes out the womb and does? Wah! Come on, this is God. Go ahead and talk to me. Wah!
0: She wasn't expecting that she had to nurture the promise.
1: That if she didn't nurture it, it wouldn't live. She was expecting him to
0: be eight years old in front of the rabbis. The rabbis are
1: teaching him about the word that he is. And he could have easily said, actually, that's not what I meant when I wrote that.
0: And you're dealing with an insecurity issue. I dealt with this with your great-great-grandfather.
1: But he's taking notes just like the other kids. And while kids were learning to walk, he was learning to fall. Because he never fell before. He's God. He never knew what it felt like to
0: fall. So while kids are learning to walk, here he is. Okay, here I go.
1: One, two, three. That was hard. But I got to show them that I'm fully God and fully man. Looking normal. They're doing fishing contests. He throws his net in the water. A thousand fishes start
0: currying to it. No, get out of here, Jose, Jose, uh, 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 Elizabeth, uh, Rodriguez. Come on, somebody, uh, Jeff, John, get
1: off of this. Thing. I got to lose this competition. Knows them all by name. I got, I got to show them that I'm man too. You know, I'm, I'm gonna lose this one are you getting it looking normal runny nose coming in last place common no
0: evidence of he being what it was prophesied that he would be and after 10 years of that discouragement begins to nestle in where you start trying to make sense of Well, what happened? Come on, somebody. Anybody ever received a promise and you were expecting some? You don't even snap your fingers no more. You just put your hand down. You just. (laughs) You used to snap your finger. You don't even snap your finger no more. You're just like this. this. Verse, Verse 41, look at it. Luke chapter 2, verse 41. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother knew not of it. Listen. For 10 years, they there's no evidence of Jesus being what he was prophesied to be. And for 10 years he had become so common to them. They had literally lost the sparkle in their eyes. They didn't even believe that he was going to be what he was supposed to be because they have been waiting so long. But listen, every year they keep coming over to the Passover. And in the process of faithfulness, hear me, in the process of faithfulness, they lost lost the promise. Still being faithful, still paying their tithes, still giving offerings, still coming every Sunday and Wednesday, but somewhere the promise got lost uh, in the mundane ritual of day after day, service after service. And I am preaching to people that you're some of the most faithful people that I've ever seen. You come to church every week, but somewhere you've lost the sparkle in your eye. You stop believing that was able huh, to do what he said that he would do, and yes, you show up, but your worship has lost its edge. Come on, somebody, and your prayer has lost its edge because huh, you gave up on yourself a long time ago. Oh, somebody, clap your hands if I'm preaching to you. Come on, somebody, clap your hands and lift up your voice if I'm preaching to you. still show up. (laughs) You're faithful, yes. You do your tithes and offerings. You you volunteer. You're you're involved. You help with the building, but somewhere you lost the sparkle, that edge that used to come on you. That believed that God could do anything. That edge that come on now. You have become tempered with reality. You stop believing that He could do the impossible because you've been struggling with the same sickness for ten years. You've been struggling with the same kids for ten years. You've been struggling with the same same heartache, the same marital problems, the same despair, the same discouragement, the same depression, the same anxiety, and you stop believing that God is willing to come and heal you in a moment. But I feel like God is about to revive your belief again. God is about to breathe on your belief again. God is about to remind you that he is still the God of the impossible, that he is still the God that is able, that he is still the God that that is faithful to his word. In the process of faithfulness, they lost
1: the promise. They knew not of it. Listen, verse 44.
0: But they supposing him to have been in the company. That word supposing means as the custom was. The custom was that Jesus would never travel with the family. He'd always travel with the company. If they still had to believe uh, that he was God in flesh, that he was the Savior of the world, uh, they would not have let him out of their sight. Uh, No, you're staying beside me every moment. Uh, But after disappointment for 10 years, uh, he didn't even travel with the family. Uh, They put him with the company. They went, they supposing him to have been in the company, listen, went a day's journey. Here's my question
1: who loses their child for a day and doesn't notice oh yeah i see some mother bears up in here
0: your child gone 5 minutes you about to hurt somebody come on i'm in alabama y'all don't play around here with your kids come on somebody we will bite you come on somebody <laughs> A whole day they don't notice
1: their child is gone. He had become so common they didn't even recognize his absence.
0: whole day, that's like me bringing my son to the store. And I bring my son to the store, five years old. I go to the store. I say, son, it's in the afternoon. I say, son, go get you some Skittles. He goes and gets some Skittles. He comes back. I don't notice. I look back. He's not there. I don't notice. I check out. I go to my car. Look at his empty car seat. Still don't notice he's gone. Get in my car. Drive home. Drive home. Eat lunch with my wife. Still don't notice he's gone. Go and get some errands done. Eat dinner with my wife at night. Still don't Don't notice he's gone. Go and go to bed. Go to his room. See his empty room, his empty bed. Still don't notice he's gone. Closes the door. Goes and lays down. We go to bed at night. Wake up in the morning. Me and my wife eat breakfast.
1: Still don't notice he's gone. Finally, that afternoon, I'm like, hold on. Where where my little man at? 24 hours. They didn't know that the Savior of the world was gone
0: because he had become so common. He had become so average. He was, his presence was even a disappointment. Come
1: on, somebody. They didn't even notice that God was gone. They didn't realize that the promise
0: When they couldn't find the promise, look what it says in verse 44, then they sought him among their kinfolk. The first thing you do when you lose your promise is you come to church and you start looking at your kinfolk, your brothers and sisters, and you start
1: asking while they're praying, hey, you, you got a word? And look at them. Uh-uh. You can't find it among the brothers and sisters. You can't find it among the kinfolk. So, you know, I can't find it among the kinfolk. Now I'm going to go to
0: the acquaintance. The acquaintance, that's the guest. That's the new converts. And you see them, they're worshiping.
1: They're going crazy. And you're like, and you look, you know what you do? Here you go. Hey, <laughs> you got a word. Uh-uh. Can't find him among family. Can't find him among
0: the acquaintance. Verse 45, and when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem seeking him. When you can't find your promise, you have to go back to the last place that you lost it. Where did you lose it? Was it when you went through a divorce? Go back in your mind to that place uh, and pick up your promise and say, God is not done with me. Uh, Where did you lose it? Was it when you made a mistake? Go back in your mind to that place uh, and pick up your promise and let the devil know I'm holding on to what God has promised me. Where did you lose it? Uh, When you went through a depressive season, you go back to that place and tell God, I'm not giving up on what God has promised me. They found him not. They turned back again to Jerusalem seeking him, verse 46. And it came to pass that after three days, they found them in the temple sitting in the midst of doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. Listen, and all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. Isn't it
1: amazing? The thing that has become common to you is astonishing to everyone else. The thing that you lost, that's what they said. That's the
0: thing I've been looking for. The thing that has become common to you was astonishing to everyone else. Now, I'm looking at some... Faithful people. I know you, you love the Lord. I, but but you know what? Through all the stuff that's been happening over the past two years, you don't think it's a big deal huh, that you have been coming to the house of God, being faithful and giving, giving, being faithful huh, and volunteer, being faithful. Huh. You, you've lost friends. Huh, you've lost coworkers. You've lost family. Huh, and here you are every week just coming huh, into the presence of God. You don't think it's a big deal. It's just how you were trained. You've just been that like that your whole life. That's just all you know is to do right. But there's a world looking at you and they are astonished. How are you able to smile with everything going on in the world? How in the world do you have joy and peace with all that's happening in the world? It may be common to you but when the world looks at you they are amazed that you are still faithful. Still got a sound mind with all the chaos. It was. A, they were astonished. Verse forty-eight. Look at this.
1: And when they saw him,
0: they were amazed. You know what? Is, where's that been the last ten years?
1: Isn't it amazing? Every time you're about to give up on the promise, God sends a little confirmation.
0: Right when you're about to give up, you're like, I'm tired of this. Because, then... they know, it's still going to happen. See, some of y'all before church, some of y'all yesterday, you say, you know what, I'm giving up on this dream. I'm giving up on what's going to happen with my family, with my ministry. I'm, just, I'm done with it. And here I come saying, hey, God still has a plan. They're amazed. They're looking at him like, "Oh, well, look at little Jesus go." They're amazed. And now, now we get to now we get to my message. Look, look here, here it is. Here it is. Here's my whole message right here, verse 48. Look at it. And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, "Son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee, sorrowing." This is my whole message. She
1: called Joseph Jesus' father. And any time they
0: called Joseph Jesus' father, it was always in a spirit of unbelief.
1: It was always a way to discredit his ministry. It's not this Joseph's son.
0: It's not this. The carpenter's son. When they called him Joseph's son, it was always in the spirit of unbelief. And when the scripture tries to talk about Joseph, they always say, Joseph and his mother. Joseph and his mother are, it says, Joseph, as they supposed, was his father. But now the one that God did the miracle
1: through is so discouraged, she says, Joseph is your father. So discouraged, so broken by the pain, so, so overwhelmed by the
0: delays. She says, maybe it was just an idea. Maybe it was just a faint imagination. Maybe an angel never visited me. Maybe, maybe it was all just in, in my mind. Joseph is your father. And look what Jesus says to her the next verse. He says, uh, don't you know that I would be about
1: my father's business? Oh, I'm helping somebody here.
0: She says, your father. But he says, my father's business. You know what he was saying? Joseph is not my father. I didn't come from him. I came from above. You know what he was saying? The miracle is still alive. The miracle is still alive. The miracle is still alive. You've been waiting a long time. You've been discouraged for a long time. But everything that God said to you, it is still alive. Oh, somebody clap your hands if you believe that. Hey! It's still alive. It's still I don't care how backslid they are. It's still alive. If God said they were going to sing, they're still going to sing. If God said they were going to preach, they're still going to preach. It's still alive. It's still alive. The she was so discouraged. She said, your father, Joseph is your father. He wouldn't even receive it because sometimes it's easier to accept a false narrative than to battle for the truth. I feel like preaching right now. It is easier to accept a lie than it is to battle for the truth. So she said, it's your father. But he said, don't you understand that I've been about my father's business. I reject that false narrative because God gave you a word and he will not go back on his word so shall my word be which goeth forth out of my mouth it shall not return unto me void but it shall prosper in the thing whereto I have sent it come on somebody it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper whereto in the thing that I have sent it every word that God gave you he wasn't teasing you he wasn't messing with your emotions he wasn't joking with you he wasn't being sarcastic if he gave it to you he intends to bring bring it to pass. Every word that has come across this pulpit over the last 50 years, I feel like preaching to somebody. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. alive. Come on, somebody clap like it's alive. Come on, somebody shout like it's alive. Come on, somebody dance like it's alive. Come on, somebody run like it's alive. Come on, somebody praise him like it's alive. Somebody strive like it's alive. Oh somebody's getting their praise back right now, clap again somebody's getting their shout back right now clap again, somebody's getting their dance back again, come on clap again run again, shout again dance again, it's alive it's alive, it's still alive it's still 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 alive come on somebody needs to step out of their pew and dance again somebody needs to step out of their pew and run again somebody needs to step out of their pew and worship again it's alive pick it up. Your promise is not dead. It's alive. You need to pick it up again. You need to clap until it comes back to life. You need to shout until you feel a witness. come on somebody's getting their praise back you haven't clapped like that in a while you haven't smiled like that in a while come on clap until you feel an assurance shout until you feel a witness praise them until you believe it again (laughs) It's a lie. It's a lie. It's It's a It's a It's a It's a lie. No matter your mistakes, it's still alive. No matter if it's been a long time, it's still alive. No matter if you've been struggling, it's still alive. You need to lay your hands on somebody near you right now. And you need to pray over them and begin to prophesy by the word of the Lord. It's alive. It's alive. God is not done. God is not finished. Your story is not over. Come on, lay your hands on somebody near you and begin to speak over them in the name of Jesus. That's it right there. Come
1: on, you need to find somebody to lay your hands on. If you need to step out of your pew, step out of your pew.